Welcome to an all new episode of SJHL Weekly across the SJHL social media platforms. My name is Jeremy Corrigan. Thank you so much for joining us today. We have another jam-packed episode for you today on this chilly Monday here in Saskatchewan. Of course, myself, Jamie and Rory, we're going to recap the weekend that was in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. Lots to get into when it comes to the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. We're also going to be joined by the two newest direct west commitments in the SJHL, that being captain of the Melford Mustangs, Ben Tkachuk, who is committed to the University of Saskatchewan, and of course, Zach Summers, also of the Melford Mustangs, who has committed to the University of Maine. But before we get into all of that, we have to give a big shout out to our sponsors like we always do on SJHL Weekly and all of our SJHL programming. Big shout out to Chevrolet, Capital Auto Mall, Cantera Seeds, RBC, Sastel, SGEU, Direct West, Saskatchewan Construction Safety Association, Tourism, Tourism Saskatchewan, one, Young's Equipment, and SGI. Thank you so much for your support because, of course, without your support, uh, this show would not be possible. So let's bring in the boys. It's Jamie and Rory joining us. And uh, fellas, it was a busy weekend in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League, but uh, Rory, we'll start with you. How was your weekend? Uh, fantastic. I just want to open it up with uh, congratulations and condolences. Of course, congratulations to both the Battleford's North Stars for that incredible run, 37 games without being beaten in regulation. Uh, congratulations to the Estevan Bruins for being the first team to defeat them. And then condolences to Nugsy for the Minnesota Vikings loss in the playoffs. Mm. Uh, yes. And that's what I'll start it off with. <laughs> Nugsy, your rebuttal. <laughs> No rebuttal. I mean, he, Rory's being kind I, there. I appreciate that. I also, uh, thanks. thank you for uh, having me again. I, I do also want to say there's been some controversy, I don't know, controversy, whatever you want to put it, some talk, I mm -hmm. guess, about uh, this whole campaign that I had to, to coach one of the SJMJ teams. <laughs> I want to put it to bed. I got over that a long time ago. Uh, I, I understand. I only there was only one coach in the league that would take me, and that was Jason Tatarnik. He said, "I'll have you," but then none of the all, all the other ones. Jason, my, my, Mike Regan, kind of laughed at me. But anyways, we move on. Uh, I'm very excited to see it. Very excited for the rosters, and more importantly, I'm excited to be here. It's always a blast to be here with you boys and everybody watching at home. I uh, hope you guys had a good week. What have you coached? What, what have you coached the, the offense or the well. defense? Whatever, whatever it takes, whatever, whatever is needed to uh, help the team, uh, whatever is take it, you know, whatever, whatever the team team needs me to do. That's a good teammate right there. Uh, <laughs> of course, uh, we we talked about it. it was a busy weekend in the SJHL, so let's get right into it. Ten games on the schedule between Friday and Saturday. So let's pull up the graphic for Friday. Of course, the Estevan Bruins had a busy week, three games uh, this week, and they picked up a 5-3 win over the Notre Dame Hounds. Nipawin shutting out Melville for nothing. A big win by ba Battlefords in Weyburn, a 6-1 victory. Melford doubling up Humboldt, 8-4. And then Flynn Flon with a 4-2 win over Kindersley. Then on Saturday, uh, the big game that we kind of uh, that Rory touched on is the Estevan Bruins handing the Balfour North Stars their first regulation loss, a big five nothing win for the Estevan Bruins. As well, the Weyburn Red Wings got back in the win column with a three two shootout win on the road in Yorkton. Humboldt bouncing back as well with a six two win over Melfort. Kindersley earning their first win at twenty twenty three with a three two win over the Flin Flon Bombers. And the Larange Ice Wolves with a big win over, that should actually be the Melville Millionaires, uh, winning 8-3 over Melville. But we touched on it already, so 
we have to get into it. It's probably been the biggest storyline so far this season in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League for months. The Balfour North Stars went throughout this SJHL season without a regulation loss. An incredible run, but it finally comes to an end on Saturday against Estevan. Maybe, Rory, let's just start with, let's talk about this incredible run because I don't think anybody would have predicted something like this. No, and it deserves all the praise that, you know, they've been mm -hmm. getting. Uh, the most complete team that I've seen in years and 37 straight games without a loss in regulation. That just deserves so much congratulations to, uh, you know, right from the top, all the board members, the scouts, and then mm -hmm. the coaches, of course, and then bleeding through into the team and the players, what they accomplished. And it's funny because we didn't know when it was going to ever end. So I was calling the game on Saturday <laughs> for the Broncos and the Mustangs. And you're looking at your out-of-town scoreboard. And through the first and the second, it's one nothing Estevan. You've seen it so many times. And you're just like, well, I mean, mm -hmm. eventually I'm going to look and it's going to be 3-1 Battlefords. And they're going to find a way to win. But Estevan stuck to it. They got three goals in a matter of two minutes and 40 seconds or something like that. One on the power play. And really opened it up and then just cruise control. Um, and then Jackson Miller deserves some praise for his first career SJHL shutout as well. Does, I know yeah. there's some tough times with him and... They leaned on him now with Herdlicka out, and they are on a little bit of a winning streak with him. So congratulations with that shout-out to him. Yeah, and, and Nugzi, I'll, I'll ask you this, because you were there on Friday. Maybe just speak about the Estevan Bruins, what you saw from them on Friday, and, and kind of how, obviously, you know, they they started 2023 with two tough losses to the Weyburn Red Wings, but three straight wins this week. I mean, capped off against the Balfour North Stars. You know, what did you see from their play, and what do you think a win like Saturday can do for them moving forward? Yeah, it's huge. It's a recipe for success. And Rory can vouch. I put in the group chat for the broadcasters that, I, you know, Estevan looks phenomenal. And it's three and three for Battlefords. You know, all the, all the recipes for success were there for Estevan against Notre Dame uh, on Friday. You know, Estevan's power play was, uh, you know, seven for 14 over the week. So 50%, that's pretty good. And they only gave up one power play goal and that was a five on three against Notre Dame. So, you know, all the recipes were there, you know, as, you know, as good as Jackson Miller was, and he was good. Like the Estevan mm -hmm. team is playing great. Keegan Littleback from Briarcrest has been absolutely, absolutely a game changer, even more in the D zone than in the O zone. And he's got nine points in five games. So, you know, he's been huge for them. And, you know, Rory, you, know, you and I watched and all of us who watched game seven uh, of the finals last year know that Jason Tatarnik, can coach a heavy game he can coach his team to play defensive and structured and hard when it needs and that game seven they did it to a t and they did it again to battleford's you know five nothing is a is a, a score line that you know estevan fully deserved and you know jackson miller a local boy you know i, I you heard all of it right like the assistant coach being his dad and and being from estevan and all of that you know just throw it out the window and i'm so happy for jackson to to finally shed that and for Jason Tatarnik and his staff, super happy for them uh, that they have that one A, one B option. Now they don't have to play Cam Herdlicka all the time because Jackson Miller has gone through some, you know, hard times and come out the other side now and he got a shutout against the best team in Canada. So I, that's going to be huge for the confidence. That's uh, that to, to put it, to put it succinctly. And I guess like for, for me, I guess when it comes to the Estevan Bruins, you know, they had three games in, uh, you know, this week for them and they picked up three victories. 
And as a result, now if we can pull up the standings, they've had you know an incredible surge up the SJHL standings now sitting with a 23-16 one and one record. Uh, sitting in third place in the SJHL standings, you can see it on your screen right now as you know the Bruins now 23-16 one and one. Just one point back of the Flin Flon Bombers for second. But I think the big thing that you can see kind of on the on the uh, standings board is obviously the amount of games that the Estevan Bruins have played so far uh, this season. In now, over the course of the next three and a half weeks, we're going to see the Estevan Bruins not play as many hockey games. I do believe they've only have four games in the next uh, three weeks or so. So you're going to see teams around them in the SJHL standings kind of make up those games in hand. And we can talk a little bit about, you know, those teams around them in the SJHL, whether that be the Humboldt Broncos and the Melford Mustangs with that big home and home over the weekend, uh, that those two teams uh, split. Rory, I know you were there uh, talking about those, or obviously calling the games, I should say, uh, this past weekend. What did you make of those two games between Humboldt and Melford? Audio for a bit there. I do have it back now, but... Just reassuring, are you talking about Humboldt and Melford here we're going into? You you bet. I lost you guys too <laughs> okay, uh, for audio as well. But that's how good of a team we are. We're on sync. Yes, we are talking about Melford and Humboldt. Uh, obviously, those two teams, just like Estevan, like we were touching on a little bit, uh, they're in that mix between two and six fighting for positioning. But what did you see from that home and home this weekend? Uh, I saw when you let the Melford Mustangs unbelievable defense core dictate the way that they play the game, you're in for trouble. And that's what the Humboldt Broncos couldn't contain on Friday night. They allowed, you know, Leith Olofsson, Leighton Holion, Kevin Minock, Hayden Tuba. Like, they're all A-plus uh, top-line players, and Melford has four of them. You let them dictate the offense. You're not able to lock up the house. You're playing from the outside, and they got some big, tough forwards that'll make your life miserable in terms of secondary opportunity scoring. That's what we saw a lot of on us on Friday. And then on Saturday, the Humboldt Broncos kind of locked it up on the on the offensive forecheck. They were much more physical down, running into the defenseman, trying to wear them down over 60 minutes. And then in front of the net, in front of Ben Motu, there wasn't a lot of secondary opportunities. So they made his life a little more easier. But yeah, you you get those big, and they're not even like just like 5'10". Like Leighton Holine's six six. He can skate. He can mm-hmm. score. You let them get off, and, and, and you're in trouble with Melford. So a little bit of a, a correction made on Saturday, and the Humboldt Broncos, uh, more attention to detail, more physical, and they had a great outing in that 6-2 win uh, to get revenge in the two-horse race between the Mustangs and the Broncos. <laughs> Yeah, lots of goals in those two games between uh, the Humboldt Broncos and the Melford Mustangs. And actually, the first game is where we will find this week's Tourism Saskatchewan highlight of the week. Have a look. He gets bumped against the boards now by Roy. Hutchison out there, digs it out, gets it to Maxwell. He tries to go back to Paul from him, decides to go back into the corners. The Kedrick through the links to Maxwell. And they score! Cam Eli makes it 2 nothing. So there's the highlight of the week presented by Tourism Saskatchewan. And Jamie, I know you wanted to touch on uh, mm-hmm. something regarding the Melford Mustangs. They're, they're so interesting. And Rory, like, uh, you got to watch it. You touched on how good those four guys are. They are so aggressive, too. So the, the, mm-hmm. the catch-22 is if you are weak with the puck, if you do turn it over, if you're not aware of that fourth guy weak side, you know, you talk about it tactically. If, you're, if your forwards aren't aware with their man, who their man is defensively in the D zone, you know, those four guys all over 20 points already at 
point this season as demon, you know, you're, you're asking for trouble. But, you know, on the flip side of that, obviously, is if you can play solid, then there are some odd man rush opportunities, you know, to be had. And I'm sure that's a battle that Trevor Blevins is having, you know, all year long is we have these superstars back there who are so good offensively. They can play defense if they choose to, but they're so good offensively. If I can, you know, tell, get them to pick their spots, you know, that's that's when Melford is all is so hard to beat. Um, and, you know, but there are opportunities if if they are, you know, are not listening to Trevor Blevin. So I just find that that game to game Melford Mustangs uh, issue to be uh, very interesting to see, or it's impossible to stop sometimes. For sure. Another team I wanted to move on to now, guys, we saw it with the standings graphic is obviously the Flin Flon Bombers currently sitting second uh, in the SJHL standings. And Rory, I wanted to ask you because you saw them firsthand on Thursday uh, when the Broncos picked up a 5-2 win over the Flin Flon Bombers, but they played three games and three nights this week, only going one and two. What did you see from them on Thursday? And I guess, what did you think of their, I guess, road trip uh, through uh, parts of Saskatchewan? Just going off of Thursday, uh, I'm sure that's a game that Mike Reagan does not like and his players probably right. heard about it. They just didn't look like they had the same jump, the same speed that they always bring that you're used to seeing for the Flin Flon Bombers. And it was to start the three and three. So we only knew that it was going to get harder. Yeah, they picked up the one win mm -hmm. over the Kindersley Clippers. But uh, just going off of Thursday against the Humboldt Broncos, it, it just, they didn't look like they maybe still had their bus legs on them, right? Uh, it, they looked a little bit... Um, not shot out of a cannon, which we're used to seeing. And in that third game against the Kindersley Clippers, hey, man, that's a tough team to beat regardless if you're going in three games in three days. The Flin Flon Bombers are. And Kindersley got the job done. You look at their their standings. Yeah, they're nine points back in the playoff line. But coming up to wrap up January, they have Humboldt first, and then they have two against Weyburn and two against Notre Dame. Those are two teams that you're chasing. So big games for Kindersley. And this, just like Estevan beating Battlefords with a lot of momentum, Kindersley will pick up a lot of belief in themselves after finishing the three and three against Flin Flon with a three, two win. Yeah. And the big thing for Kindersley too is, um, you know, they've been, they've been pretty good at the West central event center this season. The mm -hmm. biggest thing for them is they have to eventually hopefully win some games on the road if they want to kind of make a run um, at the playoffs. Now, speaking of the playoff bar, Jamie, I'll come to you for this. Um, a tough loss for the Notre Dame Hounds Friday uh, against the Estevan Bruins, losing 5-3. to three. And then when you see uh, the Weyburn Red Wings pick up a 3-2 win on Saturday over the Yorkton Terriers, you know, that log jam for eighth place, you kind of have to watch it each and every day because you're seeing different teams kind of go in and out of that eighth seed so far. Yeah, every week we talk, right? This team is in good shape. Mm -hmm. Oh, this team is scared. Oh, this team is done. Oh, this team is super happy right. now. And and I and I said I've said many times, like a couple of wins, one way or the other, a couple of wins for Yorkton. I mean, Yorkton seems like they're such so down in the dumps, right? With their six game losing streak. Right. You mentioned the Weyburn come from behind win there. Um, you know, Yorkton just a couple of wins and they're they're back right in. They're feeling good and and Weyburn and Notre Dame are, are feeling terrible. So it's it really is like a weekend to weekend, and every game almost feels like a, a must win. Yeah, Notre Dame, you know what, uh, give Estevan a lot of credit. They played really well. They played the right way. Uh, Notre Dame lost Jared Sitch to uh, to an apparent injury. Vinny Palmerine still isn't back. So that's your one and two demon. And again, no, lots of teams have dealt with injuries, uh, but Notre Dame ha is not the deepest team. It, a lot of guys who are still raw, still trying to learn the game. So you give you know, some guys more minutes in situations that they're not used to, and, and that was a hard hard thing for them to deal with against a big uh, belligerent, we'll call it, Estevan team that did a great, great job having them in. 
the Hounds added Liam Hunks at the trade deadline, a D-man from Prince George in the BCHL, and he looks like a real good piece. And when the Hounds can get Sitchin Palmerine back, I think that'll be a big add. But they, the Hounds have, you know, Melfort, Melfort, Flin Flon, Larange, you know, three of those four on the road coming up here. You know, the other teams got to be like, okay, licking their chops a little bit. If Notre Dame can't figure something out, especially Tuesday night, in Melford or uh, against Melford in Wilcox, but uh, certainly, you know, the Hounds got great contribution from Jacob Legey. You know, he continues to grow up, and I think he really likes playing with Will Dawson. Uh, whenever they've been together, they've been a real, a real uh, force together. And you know, I, again, without Jared Sitch, though, that is a huge loss. And you talk about Cam Hurdlicka as importance to Estevan. I think now Jared mm-hmm. Sitch. You talk about a guy whose importance to his team is the highest in the league. It's got to be Jared Sitch for me. And hit without him, the Hounds did not look great. Again, three games in four days and Infinity Place and mm-hmm. Esteban playing well and all those things. But yeah, Notre Dame's got something to figure out uh, the next four. Yeah, and the Hounds are right back at it uh, tomorrow against the Melfort Mustangs. Um, guys, before we go to break, there's a one thing I want to ask you both, and, and it's regarding the Nipwin Hawks. So Nipwin wins 4 nothing on Friday over the Melville Millionaires. Earlier in the week, they had, they had picked up a win on the road against the Orange Ice Wolves. We talked about this young hockey team trending in the right direction. And if you look at their January schedule, they have a very favorable schedule. So my question to both of you, when you look at the Nipwin Hawks and this young hockey team that just seems to get better and better uh, each game, do you think there's a shot that this Nipwin Hawks team with how their schedule plays out and how well that they're playing, that they could potentially creep closer to maybe getting up to, you know, threatening for that sixth seed? I'll start with Rory. Yeah, I think they absolutely can. Right now, I think they have to be extremely happy with the way they're playing. And mm-hmm. they're a team that they can make some noise and be a, a frustrating thorn in the side if you're playing against them in the opening round of the playoffs. I really like their style under Tad Cozen. You know, they have... Now a couple uh, really good pieces on the back end. Xander Stewart is outworldly. Um, they got Bond, James Bond, the defenseman, back uh, <laughs> in, in that trade. And then they got some, some scores. McGuire Ratzlav, Alex Johnson, who was probably one of the biggest omissions from the SJHL showcase. But they're a team that I think everyone is looking at right now being like, ooh, that's a tough first round out for sure. So I like the way they're playing. Jamie? Yeah, for me, for Nipawin, it's all year. What have we talked about, Roy, for Nipawin? It's keeping the puck out of their net, right? And they like mm-hmm. Jackson Fellner now. They like Damon Cunningham now. They got him from the KI, but he's got strong you know, BCHL connections. And they added Bone, and it's all about Nipawin keeping the puck out of their own net. They, we've known all year they could score. Bone seems like a perfect add. Xander Stewart, he's a big boy, but he's an offensive guy first. So Bone, steady as she goes, very, very so, you know, again, uh, great ads by Tad Cozen and Dana Dirks and the staff there in Nippowin, too. And uh, if Fellner and Cunningham can keep playing like this in the sticks, you're absolutely right, Rory. Nobody's going to want them in the first round. Well, and just finally to close the door on, on the Nippowin Hawks, we talked about it. We've talked about it all season. Keeping the puck out of the back of the net has been the problem. But this past week, in two games... They only allow two goals. So it seems like uh, the Nipwin Hawks are trending in the right direction. After the break, we will be pleased to be joined by the captain of the Melfort Mustangs and the newest member or soon to be member of the U of S Huskies, Ben Tkachuk. He'll join us on the video chat uh, for discussion about his commitment and much, much more. This is SJHL Weekly across the SJHL social media platforms.
Welcome back to SJHL Weekly across the SJHL social media platforms. It's Jeremy, Jamie, and Rory. Thank you so much for joining us on a chilly Monday here in Saskatchewan. And it's time to head to the video chat line as we are pleased to be joined by captain of the Melfort Mustangs, Ben Takachuk, and the latest Direct West commitment for the University of Saskatchewan. Ben, thank you so much for joining us. How's it going today? Ben, can you hear us? Looks, we have some technical difficulties. Mm -hmm. So we're gonna talk before, we'll, we'll pre this interview. Let's talk a little bit. You guys have seen Ben Tkachuk play uh, in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League for years. Maybe just for the viewers at home who might not be familiar with him, Rory, maybe just tell us a little bit about how Ben is as a player and his latest commitment to the U of S. Uh, the quintessential two-way forward, responsible in his own zone, but also has a knack of offense as well. Yeah, he's been in the league for a while, 142 games played for the Melfort Mustangs, and now wears the C on his jersey. But, uh, you know, over a point-per-game player, uh, hard to play against for sure. He's definitely, you know, a physical presence. He can hit you. He shoots the puck really well, and he's a really good 200-foot defensive-style player is how I would kind of mark him, that the University of Saskatchewan are getting a really good player and a really good leader. Yes, and a big yeah. congratulations goes to him. Jamie? Yeah, another one of those kids from Sherwood Park. It seems like so many Sherwood Park kids end up uh, in the SJ too. And, you know, the, one of the, the things about the Melfort Mustangs, we talked about it all year, you know, Riley Ash and Zach Summers and these young kids, they are a, a lot better when Ben Tkachuk is in the lineup. Oh, yeah. He make, helps, helps them to play that much higher. He plays those heavy minutes. And it's not all about points because, Rory, you said it, right? 200-foot guy does not cheat the game one iota, and I have zero doubt, zero doubt, for a guy that played zero major junior games to go to college or U-sports yeah, hockey for him to thrive, I have no doubt that he'll fit right in just because he knows the game. He plays a heavy game. He plays a, a smart game, a perfect game, I think, for U-sports. And uh, again, just an incredible human being, a great kid, and, and he did color commentary for me once, so I appreciated that. <laughs> that's a hey if he's a he's yeah. a great hockey player and sounds like a great broadcaster too and it seems yeah. like we got the problem fixed out when it comes to the video chat there's ben ben can you hear us now yeah i'm all good sorry about that guys had a little bit of no hey that's okay technology uh, is is a heck of a thing sometimes well thanks so much for taking the time to join us today we appreciate it i'll start you off with a with a nice uh light question uh let's talk a little bit about uh your guys this weekend a split with the Humboldt broncos what did you think of your team's play yeah i mean we uh we came out pretty hard on friday night obviously uh had a good start in both games and uh yeah, it's always fun playing against Humboldt. A little bit of a rivalry there, and uh, yeah, I thought I thought our physicality was matched uh, pretty well throughout the weekend, and it was a good test for us. But uh, on Saturday, we didn't come out as hard and weren't as physical, and I don't think we were ready for uh, what Humboldt brought. But uh, overall, it was a decent split, and uh, looking forward to Notre Dame here tomorrow night. Hey, Ben, thanks so much for joining us. You know, we, we, we were just talking about uh, the defense core that you guys have, right? Like, they can do everything. How is it playing with guys like Leighton Holine, Leith Olofsson, Hayden Tuba? The list goes on because uh, they're not only responsible in their own end, but they can create a lot of offense for you guys. 
for sure. It's uh, it's definitely uh, easing knowing that those guys are, are playing behind you, especially with our uh, with our two goalies in net too. We have a pretty solid uh, back end and uh, goaltending core. So, yeah, it gives us forwards a little more, uh, a little bit more room and uh, maybe time per se uh, on the ice. But I mean, it's always good to play good defensively, no matter who you have behind you. And uh, yeah, it's good they've been chipping in offensively and. Uh, yeah, they're, they're four, our top four D-men I would put up against any D-men in the league, and even our uh, even our depth defensemen are great players too. And, uh, yeah, it's definitely uh, easing knowing those guys are playing behind you for sure. Mm-hmm. Jamie? Benny, we're back on a broadcast together. How about that? Pretty exciting. <laughs> I know. Good. I know. I'm pumped. Thank you me. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, for those that don't know, Ben did, was nice enough when he was hurt last year to do a color commentary for me when I was on Hockey TV in Melfort, Notre Dame, Melfort. Anyways, long story short, there you go. Benny, I got to ask you about the U of S. You know, a lot of kids come into this league maybe without major junior experience thinking college, D1, D3, in the States somewhere. But how did it uh, go, go for you to end up at the, at the U of S? What a great program, too, of course. Yeah, I mean... Throughout my first uh, throughout my first three years, it was obviously it was obviously an option to go down to the states or stay in Canada. I wasn't too kind of sure what I wanted to do, but kind of as the year progressed and uh, more schools in Canada kind of became an option. Uh, U of S was at the top of my list, and uh, once they kind of reached out to me, and I went and kind of saw their facilities and met their coaches and uh, their staff, it was kind of a no brainer. And uh, yeah, that kind of led me to my decision to go there. You know, Ben, we, we talked about it on, on this show and, and our other shows about the Melfort Mustangs going into this year. You know, we, I think everybody had high expectations for you guys. And it, and it was a slow start to the season for uh, the Melfort Mustangs. But it seems like the last two and, a half, two and a half months, you guys have really turned it around. What's been the difference, I guess, for you guys? I think just getting back to our game. I think uh, at the beginning, we were maybe trying to play more run and gun and we weren't as... Uh, we're not as good in our defensive zone, which kind of isn't, uh, that's not how you're going to win hockey games, right? So we uh, we kind of dialed it in defensively, kind of broke down our game in all three zones, uh, worked on our defensive, like neutral zone, offensive zone, defensive zone, and then kind of had more freedom after that. So I think that was probably the main part was definitely our defensive game. And we've been kind of slipping out of uh, out of our habits recently in the last three weeks or so, but we're looking to get to get back at it uh, in the defensive zone and just making sure we work from the D zone up. Sure. Rory? Ben, you've played 142 games for the Melfort Mustangs. You know, you've seen players older than you that you can absorb from. You've seen players younger that obviously you saw them grow. We're going to have them on next right after you and talk to Zach Summers. How have you seen the development of his game turn into now one of the best players in the league in his second season? Yeah, honestly, it's it's been awesome seeing Zach develop. I mean, I'd say throughout the last year and maybe throughout the beginning, first month of this year, he just didn't have the confidence and didn't have the puck on the stick as much as he wanted. And I think he's always had a really good shot, a really good stride and good hands. So I think it was just a matter of time before he kind of found his stride and I couldn't be more proud of him. And I mean, he's always been a good player and had the skill. So it's uh. It's awesome to see that sort of stuff and very proud of them for, uh, for committing to division one, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, sorry, there, Jeremy. I, I wanted to ask you, you know, Rory obviously didn't intentionally uh, not mention Kevin Minock in his list there, but uh, certainly meant no. to involve him. Uh, but uh, you know, uh, he, I know you and him are, have been friends for 
a very, very long time. You know, just talk about, you know, the, the I guess, help. maybe did you help bring him to Melfort and how that connection has also helped on the ice? Because those things always help, as you know. Yeah, he um, he's always been a good player. I mean, he's like, I turn to some guys on the bench after he makes like a play and it's just like, he makes it look so easy. It might not be like the most flashy plays or the most complicated, but he makes a great first pass and he's an unbelievable skater. So I don't want to, I don't want to pump his tires too much, but yeah, he's been, he's been <laughs> awesome to play with this year and, uh, and the last couple of years has been fun. And um, yeah, he's just super steady for us in the back end and the guy you can kind of trust in all situations. All right. I'm going to wrap it up, Ben, with Rory's rapid fire, a new segment for bringing back. So just three easy questions, no pressure. Just answer what first comes in your mind. All right. All right. Uh, all right, here's the, here's the first one. We talked about your defense. We talked about how hard they are to play against. Which one gives you the most trouble in practice? Oof. I'd probably have to go with Lethal Olsen. He's like a Viking. He's just big and strong. And, uh, yeah, he's tough to play against in the corners, and it's not easy to take the puck from him. University of Saskatchewan commit. What do you plan on studying when you go to college? I actually just applied to business today, so... Uh, yeah, that's fresh. Uh, I think I'm going to go uh, go for my Bachelor of Commerce. Awesome. And final one, of course, congratulations of being uh, nominated again to the SGHL Showcase. What player not on the Melford Mustangs are maybe you most excited to team up with at the Showcase at the end of the month? Oof, I'm not sure. I mean, I didn't take a close, close look at our team, but I, uh, I saw it with the Battleford guy, so I'd be excited to kind of see that uh see their line there i think that bell southgate and dole are on my team so i'm excited to kind of pick up some of their habits and uh and play from them and play with them sorry and kind of see how they play so yeah i'm excited for that for sure thank you thanks ben appreciate it yeah thanks guys Jamie? thanks for having me on yeah just well last one for me again ben if you have another second <laughs> i i just want to ask sure. you about uh you know what you feel like your team ceiling is this year maybe sh sh fire some shots across the league because obviously there's a bunch of good teams and it can be it seems so bunched between two five and six or whatever it is uh just just talk about what the ceiling maybe you think is for this team this year yeah i think obviously my last year i think anything short of a championship would be a failure i think every guy in our room would probably vouch for that it's uh we have a really tight-knit group like we always do here in malfort and uh I mean, it's exciting times. We've uh, we've put together some good games, just about consistency, and I think uh, we match up well against the good teams, Flin Flon, Humboldt, uh, Battleford, and I think uh, I think we can uh, I think we can take a run at those teams for sure, and I think we're right up there with them. So yeah, I'm excited, and anything short of a championship, I would consider a failure. I guess finally, Ben, uh, you, you touched on it earlier, but uh, right back at it tomorrow against the Notre Dame Hounds and Wilcox. Uh, what do you guys have to do to be successful uh, against the Hounds tomorrow night? Uh, just play our game. I mean, we're we're a stingy team defensively, and I think if we uh, if we do that, we should be uh, all right. And uh, we're also a pretty quick team and pretty fast. I feel like up front, and uh, if we use our speed tomorrow in Notre Dame on the Big Ice, uh, it should be a good result for us. All right, Ben. Well, thank you so much for taking some time to chat with us today. We really appreciate it. And uh, congratulations on your commitment to the U of S and best of luck uh, the rest of the season. Awesome. Thanks guys for having me. Take care.
Take care. That is the captain of the Melfort Mustangs, Ben Tkachuk. And once again, the latest direct West commitment in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League as Ben Tkachuk commits to the University of Saskatchewan. After the break, we will be joined by Ben's teammate, Zach Summers of the Melfort Mustangs, who has recently committed another Direct West commitment to the University of Maine. So we'll chat with Zach right after the break. This is SJHL Weekly across the SJHL social media platforms. Welcome back to SJHL Weekly across the SJHL social media platforms. It's Jeremy, Rory, and Jamie. Thank you so much once again for joining us on this chilly Monday here in Saskatchewan. And we are going to head back to the video chat line where we are joined by Melfort Mustangs forward Zach Summers and one of the latest Direct West commitments in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League committing to the University of Maine. Zach, thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate it. How's it going today? Good, and how are you guys? We're doing great. Get to chat hockey and we get to chat with you today. And uh, I guess first and foremost, Zach, I'll ask you this. Obviously, committing to uh, the University of Maine Division One school, NCAA, a huge accomplishment. Congratulations. Maybe just walk us through kind of how this opportunity kind of came about for you. Uh, yeah, for sure. Thanks for that. And then uh, kind of out there when I was playing in the Junior A Challenge in Ontario there, they kind of reached out, kind of sort of introduced themselves if that makes sense. And then over the break, they, they put in endless effort to, to reach out and, and show me their program. So at that point, it was kind of kind of a no-brainer for me. Rory? I talked about the World Junior A Challenge uh, just for a moment. You're one of two SJHL players to get the uh, honor to go play for Team Canada West. How was that experience, uh, getting the call and, and getting to wear the maple leaf on your chest? Yeah, obviously that's that's something super special. Every every kid in this country dreams of wearing that wearing that jersey at some point in their their career. So yeah, truly thankful for that opportunity, and and it was it was fun. Yeah, Jamie, for sure, yeah, Zach. I want to follow up on uh, on the University of Maine. I know actually that coaching staff really well, Jason Fortier and and Ben Barr and and Alfie Micho, guys who have paid attention. Uh, to the SJ too, so that's pretty cool. Just talk about uh, you know the, the you know you you were asked about uh, you know the connection, but why did you pick Maine and and what were your thoughts, I guess, on that coaching staff, especially Jason Fortier, because anybody knows Jason Fortier's as big a character as there is in the game. So yeah, that's exactly it. He's got quite the personality, but no dealing with him the whole time. They've been they've been super great, and and Maine Maine I think is a, mainly a hockey school, so. Um, they don't, they don't really have any other big, big sports. So they're, the hockey guys are kind of, they're, they're what they got sort of thing. So I think that, uh, will uh, do good for, for development and, uh, moving forward from there. Zach, I wanted to ask you, you know, one thing we've definitely touched on throughout this season when talking about the Melfort Mustangs and your play as a whole is just how improved you've been this year compared to your game last year. Maybe just speak to, you know, what you worked on this offseason to help better your game to prepare yourself for your uh, this season in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. Yeah, for sure. And I think I think it started all off ice and, you know, getting getting a little bit stronger, a little bit quicker and and things like that. 
and uh that just put me uh, even like the start of this year i was a little bit slow coming out of the gates but kind of found my stride there a month in or so so i think that it all started in the summer with off ice and and doing things like that you know, Zach, we just had Ben Tkachuk on uh, before you, your captain, and I asked him, what have you seen from Zach to see this trajectory of, of you know, your skills just blossoming in your second year? On the flip side, I'm going to ask you, you know, what are you able to, le to learn from still? You're in a 2004-born player, right? From the vets, from the 20-year-olds like a Ben Tkachuk who you're trying to, you know, pick up some of the things that he's going to leave uh, when, he, when he finishes his junior career this season. Yeah, exactly. Even last year he came in, I came as a, as a, pardon me, as a 17 year old and he, he got to wear the C as a 19. So even from day one, he was a, he was a huge mentor to all of us. And even just the way, not even off, just on the ice, but off the ice, he's, he's a great person, a, a great guy in the room and he leads by example. He plays the game right. So I think all around, he's just, he's a good guy to look up to and a good mentor for us young guys. Mm -hmm. Jamie. Yeah, I want to I want to go back a little bit, Zach. Just talk about development for you because you know you, you played a, on a pretty good uh, PHA U16 team that a lot had a lot of names that were uh, familiar now to SJHL uh, fans. Uh, but then obviously the COVID year and everything. But it looked like it looks like you just kind of hit the ground running and and continued to develop. And it's almost like that year you know hardly happened for you almost uh, where you couldn't get to play too much. But you know what's been the key to you both, especially mentally but also physically to just keep getting better. And it just from the outside looking like you just keep getting better and better and better. Yeah, for sure. Even that season kind of got cut short there at PHA for me with COVID hitting and, and whatnot. And then the next year, I guess I didn't even play a game. So it was kind of, then I got the opportunity to, to sign as a 17 year old. And it was like, like, I was a little bit leery excited and played, played in however many months. So it was kind of kind of a big jump from not playing for that long, but grateful for the opportunity, honestly, and, and it's been good. All right, Zach, it's time for Rory's Rapid Fire. It's just three quick questions, no pressure. First thing that comes to your head, all right? All right. Okay, first one. What goalie? We know the, ta the tandem you guys have in James Venn and Joel Favreau. Which one's harder to score against in practice? I'm gonna have to go with Joel Favreau, but there's a little there's a little knock to that because we're Billet brothers, so there's a little bit of a, a game <laughs> per se, a challenge there. So, who has the most disorganized stall on the team, or a player that if they forgot their skates to a game, you wouldn't be surprised? You know, I'd have to go with Hayden Tuba. He seems to always kind of kind of just be a massive stall and everything. So I'd have to go with him. <laughs> And, of course, I'm going to ask you the same question I asked Ben. Congratulations on being uh, named to the SJHL, MJHL Showcase. Who is a player that maybe you're looking forward to playing with that's not a Melford Mustangs? Oh, uh, yeah, I haven't, I haven't looked too, too, too close at all, but I think there's a couple guys from my, Ty Mason off of, off of Weyburn and I think Carter McKay off of Melville there. So I think I played with them in the past, so I think it'll be – Pretty cool to uh, reunite and, and get back after it with them. Appreciate it, Zach. Perfect. Thanks, and Zach, final. Yeah, thanks, Zach. We really cool. appreciate it, of course. And congratulations once again on uh, your commitment to the University of Maine. Perfect. Thanks, guys.
All right, that is Zach Summers of the Melfort Mustangs, one of the latest uh, Direct West commitments uh, in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. And congratulations once again uh, to the University of Maine. A, a big week for the Melfort Mustangs, two of uh, their prominent forwards, uh, you know, being getting commitments, you know, halfway through the season, right before the SJMJ showcase. But uh, two great interviews. And, you know, we talked about it, Rory, with Zach Summers being one of the most improved players and uh, definitely well-deserved of that uh, scholarship. Yeah, and I'm going to have to find out a new way to end Rory's rapid fire because apparently they think that they want, I'm wrapping up the interview and we almost lost both of them. So I'll, I'll work on the finishing touches of Rory's rapid fire for next uh, week's Monday show. But yeah, he's one heck of a player. I love to see when the players get commitments wherever it is, D1, D3, U Sports, and uh, two of Melford's finest. Congratulations to both of them. Uh, University of Saskatchewan are getting a great player to catch up and the University of Maine are getting another one in summers. For sure. So let's get right into uh, talking about, you know, the thing is with what Ben and Zach both have in common is they're both going to the SJMJ showcase, which is going to take place at the end of the month. So let's get right into, you know, talking a little bit. The roster announcement was on Friday and we're going to show that we're not going to run through all three lineups when it comes to the teams. We'll pop them up on the screen so the viewers at home can see the rosters. But I guess I'll ask you both this question first, and I'll start with Jamie on this. When you look at you know the three lineups, the two U20 teams and then the U18 team, uh, what were your initial thoughts when you saw uh, the rosters, Jamie? Yeah, just I mean, lots of thoughts, but uh, lots, lots of lots and lots of um, awarding to the top teams in the league for being the top teams in the league, and you know, obviously, guys get success because of team success. That our team success comes first, and and so that's what kind of is. And the the guys that are omitted are maybe a little bit you know further down the standings. If there are omissions, people want to get upset about, but uh, just. You know, all around, I think it's an unbelievable group, and I think the Manitobans, you know, uh, are gonna are gonna be in for something because you know there's just a ton of weaponry, and a lot of people talked about you know wh whether we're gonna have end world, we're gonna have major junior experience, we're gonna have you know commitments, we're gonna have this and that. You know, I think Kyle McIntyre was right in just saying the commissioner just saying let's get rid of all the all the rules. It's too hard to figure out what the right thing to do is, and let's just you know put our best foot forward and. I think this is, you know, in a, in a lot of ways with a few teeny weeny exceptions, the best foot we can put forward and especially excited for those young guns. I know, Rory, you're fired up for, for some of those uh, young, humble Broncos. But uh, just in general, I think the young guns team is going to open some big, big eyes and there's going to be some uh, some commitments out of there. Yeah, Rory, what about you? That's what I just wanted to fire away. It was that U18 team is something else. It is stacked. I mean, yeah, you I got agree. Jackson Allen, Jag Pangura, Alexei Silvestri, uh, you know, Van Blaircom, Zach Summers, who we just talked to. This this team, even on defense, Tanchuk and Palmerine and Cater and Gibbs and two go great goaltenders in Van and Jamin. So this team's going to be coached by Mike Reagan and Matt Hare of the Flint Flon Bombers and the Yorkton Terriers, respectively. But, uh, this is a handful for even a U20 team to go up against. I'm excited for this young gun Saskatchewan team. Yeah, and it's talked about, obviously, in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. Kyle McIntyre, commissioner, has talked about it lots. He wants to see the league get a little bit younger. And obviously, there's lots of great young talent uh, in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League this season. The follow-up question to that, when you look at these lineups, and, and Jamie, I saw you post this on Twitter before the show. 
who do you think is the biggest omission? And I think there's definitely mm -hmm. a handful that we can talk to. And I'll let Rory start with this one. Who do you think is the biggest omission when it comes to these teams, Rory? Uh, I'll give a shout out to Walker Jerome. I think the captain of the Orange Ice Hole should be on the team. But the biggest omission is Cam Hurdlicka. Uh, I think we can tell that the Estevan Bruins are a different team when he's in net. He's one of the top goaltenders mm -hmm. in the league, regardless if he's at the showcase or not. Unfortunately, he, he got left off. But you look at the four that beat him out. It was Josh Cote, Dawson Smith, Joel Favreau, and Harmon Laser-Hume. So it's just a really tough decision. But I'm going to say the biggest omission is Cam Herdlicka. Jamie, what about you? Yeah, the, for those who are just in the poll, and lots of people, uh, lots of people voted, which was awesome to see. Uh, Walker Jerome got uh, forty-one point seven percent of the the popular vote, and I also should say that every single year they have this thing: somebody will get injured or something will happen. Right. We were talking about wondering whether Noah Wills was going to be on the or uh, was going to get a replacement by Jock Walker Jerome. You know, when when he was traded to the Alberta Junior League, and and they I think they put in Jackson Martins as a result, but. Anyways, it's going to happen too that somebody else will get hurt. Knock on wood. Hopefully, nobody, but probably will. Then we'll, we might see one or two of these guys. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I think it's Walker Jerome. Uh, you know, the captain of Lorange, such a big reason why they are where they are, and emotionally as well as uh, on the ice, and just you know, it's a great kid, physical too, and big and strong, and, and needs the looks too. Like he's a kid that's not committed yet, so. Um, you know, I'd like to see uh, Walker there. I think the Nippowin Hawks people have uh, something to say about uh, Alex Johnson, Weyburn's, uh, Blake Norris. Certainly, people talking about that too. But uh, Herdlicka and uh, and uh, Jerome, I think, are the the two massive ones. Well, and looking at the stats going prior to the show, it Johnson and Jerome are the only two players in the top twenty in SJHL scoring that aren't going to the SJMJ showcase. So it, it, those two are definitely, um, I would say, notable omissions. When it comes to Herlika, do you think when it comes to his health, is that probably a big reason why he was left off this list? Jamie? Well, I mean, I, I think I it, for... for Go ahead. Just, I just I, for, for those that don't know, like it's not just Rory, Jeremy, and I sitting around picking the teams, which which is what they should do. Oh, we don't. Uh, I'm gonna get a <laughs> I'm gonna text from Kyle McIntyre, but that's what I think. Um, but you know, it's it's the coaches vote and they rank it and they rate exactly. it, and it's it's all kind of like that. So it's not like a popularity contest, like who you know, just sitting around in a room having some yucks. So you know, th there's that, and yeah, certainly I think there's the health of Cam Herdlicka. Uh, lately and when the voting is happening and, and all that and you know maybe if the voting is happening another time Joel Favreau's had his injury issues maybe it's heard Licka yeah. and the Melford Mustangs fans are losing their mind right now so yeah it's missed time Rory? It, it's, so, it's so hard to do that job which is why all 12 coaches are tasked with it they they mm -hmm. vote you know 1 to 32 in terms of players I'm not sure what the number is and then they kind of try to get it down to what the players that are going to be on the three rosters is Jamie. I do not want to be tasked with doing that job and having everyone <laughs> complain to us that we left their guy off the team. That's as hard as it is, which is why it takes all 12 coaches. So, um, you know, I think it's fair. I think that obviously they know the league better than anyone and they're doing the best job they can. You're always going to have someone left off the team. It, it sucks. I get it, but it's the best system to get the, the right team in place using all 12 coaches and, and their expertise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's even just a final point, I yeah. guess, with the Herdlicko omission. It's even tougher when it comes to 
picking goalies, there's only four spots compared to forwards uh, and defensemen. Jamie, you want to have something to add? Well, I just wanted to ask you guys a question too. What is there any U18s that you think were omissions? I know it's a it's a great team, but what's your kind of notable U18 omission if you can Ooh. think of one? Oh, Jesus. Um, yeah, yeah I, I, I don't know. I'd have, to, I'd have to double check there on that, Nugsy, for the Young Guns mm-hmm. team. Uh, who's who's it for you? Because right now I don't got anyone in my mind. Mm-hmm. I, I, You know what? I'm a big Danton Cox fan. I think Kindersley mm-hmm. uh, only has Cody Jamin going. He's very, very well mm-hmm. deserving, you know, for sure. And maybe if Logan Linklater was a little bit healthier or something, maybe he could have been involved too. And uh, you know, the Poplowski twins have had moments, but for me, it's, it's Danton Cox just to talk about an 05 D man that, you know, I'm sure has some, um, you know, some college interest in him too. So it's not a huge omission. You look at the decor, Gibbs, Grill, Tanchuk, got Centennial Cup experience, Coyle, Palmarine, Cater, just tremendous group. So I'm not saying none of those guys should be taken off, but uh, Cox is the one for me. Rory? Yeah, um, another interesting facet of the SJHL Showcase, which makes events like this uh, so fun to be a part of and to watch, is you look at the coaches. You know, Scott Barney's going to coach a team. Uh, Mike Ragan's going to coach a team. Like, when when you got, you know, the Battleford's trio on the same team as the Melford Mustangs, you know, forwards, do you keep the line of Southgate, Dole, and Bell together? Or do you maybe spice it up and put a Ben Tkachuk in there? So I'm always interested to see what tactics the coaches bring out because it's a fun event for them, too, to kind of mix these talented players together and try and get the best output. Yeah. Yeah, I I think for me, I think the the first game, I think you definitely keep the I think you keep the lines together, you keep your teammates together. But I think that second game, you just go for it as a coaching staff, have some fun <laughs> with it, and play. Put yeah, put Ben Tkachuk on a line with you know Jake Southgate and and Keon Bell. Sure, why not? Spice it up, Jamie. Yeah. Any no, they're gonna they're gonna keep their they're gonna keep their they're gonna keep that goes those guys together. Like I think. I think yeah. Braden Klamasco, Mar- Scott Barney, you know Mike Reagan, Kevin Kaminsky, all these guys are uh, are winners. That's what they want to do. Whenever they get behind a bench, they want to win. And I also wanted to right. mention the Manitobans, you know, on home ice. So that's for the first time at the SJMJ Showcase, which started back in seventeen eighteen. Um, it was all in Regina for the first three seasons, and then COVID ruined it for two. Uh, so this is the first time it's in Winnipeg. So I'm sure they're excited. Interestingly enough, though. There's uh, eight or nine. I got to double check on that. I think it's uh, I think it's nine guys on the Manitoban teams that have at least a game of SJ experience, and uh, about seven of them were SJHL regulars uh, before going to the MJ. So it'll be very very interesting to see how those those guys have developed. We know the Niverville Nighthawks and the MJ have mm-hmm. uh, acquired a lot of SJ guys. You know, the, the, lately as they've tried to become a you know a new franchise in the MJ that's competitive. Mm-hmm. Evan Bordas, the former Nippon Hawk, guys, most notably, uh, absolutely tremendous. And Chase Ham, you know, up in OCN with Doug Johnson, uh, his old coach there in Nippon. It'd be interesting again to to see how these guys have developed. So very very interesting uh, to see what the Matt Tobins bring to. Uh, regardless, it is going to be an amazing event at the end of the month in Winnipeg, and we want to give a big congratulations to all the players named to the three teams and and the coaches as well for being you know um, named to being the coaches of those three teams as well. Um, 
The week starts tomorrow night in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League with three games on the schedule. So let's get into that before we wrap up SJHL Weekly. Three games on tap tomorrow night. The Nippon Hawks will take on the Yorkton Terriers, but that game is not in Yorkton. It's in Wadena, a neutral site game, which we know Nugsy's a big fan of. Uh, the Balfour North Stars will be looking to bounce back. Haven't had to say that many times this season uh, as they visit the LaRange Ice Wolves. And then the Melfort Mustangs will be in Wilcox to take on the Notre Dame Hounds. Then on Wednesday, a pair of games on the schedule. Nipwin will visit Melville and the Humble Broncos will play host to the Kindersley Clippers. And that's just the next couple of days in the SJHL. I mean, looking ahead to the weekend, I think Saturday's the first night this, this season, all 12 teams get to take to the ice. So it's, it's super exciting. But as I always do, Rory, I'll, I'll start with you. What are you looking forward to this week in the SJHL? Um, yeah, there's some pivotal matchups here. And I love the race for eight, as we're going to call it right now, as Nippowin yeah. has, you know, separated themselves from the Trademark pack. So that. Any team that's involved for the race for eight, uh, I, I'm in on that game for sure. And then also there's another race that maybe is, it's still very important. And that's for fourth, because everyone wants yeah. home ice advantage come playoffs. So the race for eight and the race for four, those are the two ones I'm watching. Uh, I'm not sure, uh, are we going to do players of the week or were they not named this week? Oh, yes. Hey, good call, Rory. Good call. We do have to announce players. Of the <laughs> we have two guests. We have two guests on the show, and it just kind of throws everything off a little bit. But yes, we have to get into players of the week. Good man, Rory. Yes, let's get right We're into it. We're going that. long, Wait, guys. We're going long. Uh, that's the thing. We always. It always seems like uh, we usually go <laughs> long with players of the week. But yes, uh, let's start with SGU MVP of the week. Uh, it was a big week for the Estevan Bruins, and, and it shows in the players of the week. And the SGU MVP of the week is Keegan Little of the Estevan Bruins with five goals and three assists. Uh, Nugsy, I mean, you saw him play on Friday. What did you think of his performance? Yeah, impactful all over the ice. Eight points in three games this week, two straight two-goal games, including uh, two goals against Battleford. I don't, don't know how many guys have scored two goals in a game against Battleford, so... Uh, and <laughs> power many. play goals. The Estevan power play cooking. Uh, Notre Dame's PK didn't look great, but uh, Estevan took advantage, went three for four. And Keegan Little, a big part of it. So Jason Detarnik's got to have a big smile because Keegan Little's back from uh, college. For sure. Moving on to the Direct West Rookie of the Week, and I'll let Rory take this because uh, the Humboldt Broncos, Maddox Amaral, had a great week for uh, the Broncos. Uh, four points on the week. What would you think of his performance, Rory? A two-goal game and added an assist in that 6-2 victory over the Melfort Mustangs. Was put on a line with uh, Cage Newins and Xavier Roy, and they're just complementing each other so well, and they were making the life of the defenseman for the Melfort Mustangs miserable down in their own end. Uh, he hits, he can skate, and now he's putting up some consistency on the offensive side of it as well. So uh, very well-deserved for Maddox Amaral, four, four points in three games. Uh, moving on to Super U Defenseman of the Week. And I was surprised when we were talking about it in our group chat uh, yesterday. But uh, the award winner for Defenseman of the Week this week, surprisingly, has not been Defenseman of the Week. And that's Tynan Ewart of the Battleford's North Stars. A four-point week. Uh, Nugsy, uh, another solid week uh, for the veteran blue liner out of Battleford's. Yeah, he certainly deserved something, right? I mean, like every week it's like, which Battleford's forward or Josh yeah. Cote is getting an award? So tough for him. But anyways, Tynan Ewart, four points in three games. He leads all SJHL D-men in points now with 
33 already and uh you know what he just again he, he does it all for a very balanced you know battleford's decor and you know i know Braden clamasco wasn't thrilled about how many goals his team allowed over this week but they'll rectify that you know it was bound to happen at some week uh, that they wouldn't have a perfect week and uh tyne and you are still uh, as dynamic uh, as they come and and fun to watch too for sure and finally sastel goalie of the week and I think this is a really cool one just because considering how his season has gone, but we go back to the Estevan Bruins and Jackson Miller after his three-win week, a shutout against the Battle for North Stars. Uh, Rory, I think uh, a very well-deserved Sastel goalie of the week for Jackson Miller. Oh, absolutely. Uh, was the best goalie of the week, and there really is no question. Yeah. Three games played, <laughs> three wins. So that's, that's what you got to do. You got to win. And Jackson Miller with a two goals against average across those three games and a 928 save percentage. Tip of the cap, shut yeah. out the Battle for North Stars for the first loss of regulation. So, yeah, no debate. Jackson Miller, uh, great week for him and three straight wins for the Bruins with him back between the pipes. Yeah, and, and up to third place in the SJHL standings. Mm -hmm. So in recap, SGU MVP of the week, Keegan Little of the Estevan Bruins. Sastel goalie of the week is Jackson Miller. Rookie, uh, Direct West Rookie of the Week is Maddox Amaral of the Humble Broncos, and Super U Defenseman of the Week is Tynan Ewart of the Battleford's North Stars. Thank you again, Rory, for uh, making sure we didn't forget no Players problem. of the Week in this jam-packed show. That's why we have three people on this show, because then if, <laughs> if somebody forgets something, uh, it's all good. Uh, something I'm not also going to forget is the SJHL raffle, which is right underway right now. Uh, if you want to learn more information about the SJHL raffle, where you can uh, potentially win a brand new Polaris side-by-side, -side, just head to sjhlraffle.ca. Tickets are available now. You can see them on your screen at one for 25, three for 60, or 10 for 100. Uh, the ticket deadline is April 23rd to purchase tickets. And of course, the draw will be done live on SJHL Insiders on April 27th. So be sure to get your tickets now. I realized I asked Rory what you were looking forward to this week, but I had not asked Jamie what you are looking forward to this week in the SJHL, and I'm not going to forget that. So, Jamie, what are you looking forward to this week? Well, yeah, I mean, you, you mentioned the neutral site games, and uh, boy, oh boy, Martinsville. If you do not show up for Battlefords and Humboldt in Martinsville on Saturday night, what are you doing? Hockey night in Sask, it's going to be bumping. <laughs> oh, what a game. Rory, uh, kudos to you for not saying it, because I was like, if Rory doesn't say Balfords and Humboldt and Martinsville, then, I'm, then, then, then I was going to jump on that because that is going to be something special and electric. And when Humboldt have played Battlefords this year, or you know this better than me, it has not been friendly at all. So <laughs> I'm excited to just be part of that and see that. Yeah, it's going to be a great event for I, sure. And you're right. Uh, those two teams, they're division rivals, and they each want to prove it when they go up against each other. Uh, you know, even Boach, right? He wants to beat Humboldt because he's from Humboldt. So there's a lot riding yeah. on the line when Humboldt plays Battlefords. And you're right. I did uh, I, I did leave you the bone there for you to take the obvious answer, which <laughs> is Saturday at Hockey Day in Saskatchewan. Uh, get out, Martinsville, because it'll be a fun event. And I just hope the guys in the back, our producers of this show, save that sound effect that uh, Jamie ma made there when he was salivating over this uh, <laughs> neutral site game that we can play for future use. So um, before we go, we have to give a big shout out to our sponsors once again, uh, because without their support, uh, this show would not be possible.